Well, hello, 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 and welcome to So Talk to Me. Episode, what episode is this? 45. 45? 45. We made it to episode we made 45. made it to 45. Yeah, we're here 45 we times. We are here, we are here, we are here. No matter how small, we are here. A person is a person, no matter how small. Boom. Pro-life. Anyways, <laughs> uh, how you doing? How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Just tired. Yeah. Did you have a crappy evening? Uh, nice pun there. Ayo. Um, in a way, <laughs> I I yeah. don't think our listeners want to hear about our children's bowel movements. <laughs> okay. We don't. We don't have to talk about it. You know, if you don't want to. But they happen. I'll, I'll just say I had to clean up a lot of poop. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yep. Lots of it. All over the walls and the ceiling. And mm, not that much. I'm just kidding. That's gross. I don't even know how that's possible. Okay, so enough uh, poop talk. Uh, how How is it going? Pretty good, like I just said. Cool. <laughs> just tired. Um, Uh-oh. What have I done this week? What have you done? What have we been doing this week? I don't know. It's just been a normal week. Oh, I forgot about Bible study on Wednesday morning. I did that. Mm-hmm. So it didn't go. <laughs> totally forgot about it. Whoops. Um. So that's the week that I've had. Forgetful. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. I guess that just happens when the Dementors visit me. <laughs> It's the worst part about prison. Yep. The Dementors. <laughs> Take it from prison, Mike. You don't want to be there. Uh, Work is way better than prison. <laughs> so yeah, what about your week, babe? It's been good, man. Uh, being off school is nice. It Actually is nice. having free time. Um, it is it's, nice. Y- you don't know what you have until it's gone, right? I'm sure there's a song in there somewhere, but um, yeah, I've been able I've been able to play a lot of video games. I know that sounds lame, but it's been nice. But also, just like stuff that I haven't done that I've needed to get done has been getting done. Like the lawn got mowed, and that I worked happen. on our car last Friday. And that was fun. I got gasoline squirted in my eyes, so not so fun. That was pretty cool. But you're not blind. I'm not blind. I actually have not felt any adverse effects. I haven't started growing a third ear or anything. So I think I'm okay. I think so. You haven't turned but into like a ninja turtle or anything like no, that? No, not yet. I'm not daredevil. I haven't gone blind. The amazing hearing powers. But yeah. No, but... um. Yeah, that was that was a little frustrating because the the I got the car where it needed to be and, and got into the fuel pump and then took a look at it and hey, this is a different fuel pump than the one that I bought this that they said the was right going to work part. for my car. Yay! So I had to put it all back together again. Got gas in my face for no reason. So yeah, but I ordered got the right gas part. Gas in your face for no reason. That that's actual gasoline, by the way, because yeah, don't want you to take that a different way. Uh, sorry, could I'm, happen in our house. Lots of like middle school jokes going on right now. Lots of scatological references. Um, Ooh. but fancy yeah. word. So it's it it really has been nice. Actually, it's weird putting the kids down for bed and not immediately thinking I have something I need to get done. But just kind of like, okay, what am I going to get done? Nothing. Am I just going to turn on Seinfeld and play video games? That's what you've been doing. (laughs) That's happened. But um, yeah, so I've had a good week. It's been pretty cool. I have a good couple weeks ahead of me too. Because classes don't start up till the mid, mid of August, the middle of August. So that'll be nice. I just registered for classes today. So that was cool. Going to be studying the Old Testament all semester. What? what? So that OT. 
straight up man, all our forefathers. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. And you just found out that you're going on a trip. Yeah, on a long trip. Sorry, that's a reference to a book that I read my son. <laughs> no one would understand that at all. Um, yeah, yeah. My pastor just asked me if I wanted to go to a conference with some people from work. And it's in two weeks. Well, like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, and it's all week long. So that was kind of crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. In the seven years that I've worked at the church, I've been to two conferences. One was like a year or two in. And then there was a drought, a conference drought. <laughs> Didn't go to any. And then, what, like two months ago, I went to one in Atlanta. Yeah, it was, yeah, at the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. So again, in seven years, I've been to one. And then this year, within two months, I'm going to two. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, guys. It's strange being away from the family. But no, it should be fun. It should be fun. Hanging out with my pastor. It'll be interesting while you're people gone. from work. Yeah. Yeah, it will. This what? will be the longest that we've ever been apart. Dun, dun, dun. Nah, it'll be fine. We got the FaceTime. Yep, that's true. We'll see you. So long as there's internet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we, I'm sure. Love will find a way. It always does. Life finds a way. True love. Or Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs always find a way. Because that crazy little Mr. DNA they got from the mosquito. Mosquitoes. So yeah. hate Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. Jurassic World 2. Haven't seen it. Neither have I. I. I've heard it's not all that great. I've heard it's just a big dumb action movie. Which... There are a lot of those. I mean, to be honest, the first Jurassic World was a big, dumb action movie. It was fun. It was fun, but it was dumb. It was. I thought it. I thought it was sort of purposefully that way. Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed felt, like it. It seemed self-aware. Yes, that's. Uh, you stole the words. The words out of my mouth. The what? <laughs> the words. They got stolen. <laughs> the murders. Stole the murds. Small the turds. <laughs> Small the turds right out of my mouth. Gross. Um, what is up with me? Why these jokes? Uh, yeah. Too many sips. I guess. I've had like not even half a beer yet. <laughs> Weird. <sighs> Fun times. Yeah, man. So I don't have a topic to talk about. I don't Nothing. know what we're talking about. You don't have anything to talk about. Not I a single little thing that's been interesting over the past week. I mean, nothing that hasn't been talked to death. Yeah, that's true. Because anything that happens within the reformed world, like everyone does a podcast episode about it. Oh, yeah. So just like, well, I can't talk about that now. You've heard multiple episodes on things? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> what <Gotcha>. was that? <laughs> I don't know. Just another way to say okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the whole, uh, uh, what was it? What was the title? Debt-Free Virgins Without Tattoos. Well, that was that was the Doctrine and Devotion title. What was the actual article title? Men Prefer. That's what it was. Yeah, free virgins without tattoos. Yep. Yeah, that's a <laughs> a. Uh, when I first saw it, I just busted out laughing because mm-hmm. I just saw a picture of it. I didn't actually read the article, and like, like it had to have been a joke. Yeah, it right? sounds like satire. Yeah, that's right. what I thought. Is like, this is the Babylon Bee? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But no, no, it's not a joke. I'm serious. And I read the article and I was like, oh, wow. But did you also know that men prefer blondes? I'm sure some men do. <laughs> not mine. No, that's a, that's a, I don't know, that's a common saying. Is it? Was it a 007? I don't know. 
I don't know. Well, he was a womanizer and a yeah, jerk. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Was. <laughs> As if he was a real person. It's true. But I assume the movie that you're talking about is like in the past. Yeah, that's true. So that's why. Touche. So. You got me there. Old 007. Yep. It's interesting watching older shows because the women are just so stereotyped. Uh-oh. Like like what? What did you watch recently that had stereotypical well, women? I've been watching, um, uh, what's it called? Boy Meets World okay. on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Topanga is just so stereotypical. <laughs> no, her character isn't really, but... Um, I just wanted to say her name. <laughs> this is so dumb. It's a very strange name. I don't know where they came up with that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just... Like, the the older brother was his name, Eric. Um, And then Corey's best friend, Sean. They're both like kind of like womanizer characters like they just go out with like girl after girl after girl and all the girls they go out with are like dumb basically Ah. just like wow this uh (laughs) you are so dumb (laughs) for real like why i mean sure high school girls are they definitely have a lot of dumb to them Mm -hmm. Coming from a woman who used to be a high school girl. I has the dumb. I did have the dumb. Still have it sometimes. But, yeah. Just stuff like that. But they really have it on TV. Lots of dumb. Yeah, it's All yeah right. definitely exaggerated. Anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that article. Okay. Everyone's been talking about it. I talked about it on my Facebook page. You did. It's pretty nice. Sort of talked to death by now. And I don't want to be white noise to our listeners who have probably heard a lot about it lately. That's true. I just want to mock it. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sort of. Sort of. It's funny because it's true. (laughs) But no, we're not going to do that. It's okay. It's okay. We're done. So. Yeah. Do you have anything to talk about? Man, oh man. I don't know. Do I? I guess I do. I, hope I don't so. know. <laughs> Maybe something. Um, yeah. So something that stuck out to me this week. I've I've been reading a book because I got a couple books uh, for my birthday. It was back in December, um, and it's July, and I haven't finished them yet. But I got a couple books by Dr. Jason Lyle. Oh, what? Cool cat, genius Smart guy. Yeah. Um, but this book that I have been reading by him is called Keeping Faith in an Age of Reason, Refuting Alleged Bible Contradictions. Have I brought it up on the podcast before? I don't know um, if I have. Think maybe. I, have. Oh, I, I mean, it I sits on the table. Dun, dun, dun. I, right there. So maybe I'm just thinking of like, I've seen it next to you while we've been talking. That's true. Could be it. But I don't know. Anyways. I don't remember. I'm bringing it up again. My horrible memory. Sorry. Because I'm reading it slowly. Um, no, but it's, it's, uh, they, it, he basically takes a lot of, I, I would say questions, but, but, um, if you go online, if you search around, if you look for, um, Bible contradictions, you know, there's lots of people on the internets who will tell you. Contradictions. Yeah, exactly. Those are quotation marks for everyone who can't see you, just, uh, <laughs> everyone but me. Um, and so he t- he takes these lists of contradictions that he finds on the internet and uh he's just going one by one through them and like explaining how it's not contradictory. Obviously. I prefer to call them hard understandings. Hard understand what? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know. Uh um anyways, and so it's it's been you know, it's actually it's actually way better than I thought it would be. And and the reason is because when you just go back to back to back of these question of these these people who would say, 
oh no, the Bible's wrong because it says this here and it says this here. And they're obviously contradictory. Um, and to read, because there are like Context? four, there are like 400, 450 different um, things that Dr. Lyle like addresses. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually really cool to sit down and read, you know, 20, 30 of them. And it's just like, man, the Bible is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, you know, it doesn't contradict itself. It is the word of God. Like, and God actually like saw to it that each of these writers of these books don't contradict each other. Like they're all in perfect harmony mm-hmm. because they're inspired by God. Some and of them so, emphasize different things, but yeah, yeah, right. They're all on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is, I mean, that's that's one of the things when you talk about contradiction. That is, um, two people saying opposite, saying saying something is and is not like right. two things that cannot be true at the same time, um, in the same way. Mm-hmm. And so. Yes, there are some there are some difficult questions. You know, there are some questions that you have to you have to really look at intensely to see, okay, well why why does it look like there's a contradiction here and what, you know, what is it what it, are these authors actually saying? Mm-hmm. And th- those are really good, but like the vast majority of them are just kind of like they're actually really dumb. <laughs> Have things you that are read wrong. the Bible exactly, exactly. <laughs> or like, well, if you would have just kept reading, yeah, <laughs> you could see, you know, like it's it's and and he says this multiple times throughout the book is like it's obvious that um, the person who wrote this was not looking for an answer, like they were not looking to do scholarly research; they were just simply looking for ways that they could throw mud, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and you know, that's, that's not to something justify that's their position. Right. Yeah. Right. Which isn't very co- uh, common nowadays, you know, when people talk to each other, or especially on the internet, you, know, you probably don't see that very often, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sarcasm. Hey, oh, I grew up on the internet, so I know a thing or two about sarcasm. <laughs> I watch TV. Um, so you know, it's it's been it's been really cool reading. Anyways, all that um, to say, there was one that really stuck out to me, and maybe we can just take a look at it here, and we can see where it takes us. Coolio. Um, but it's about a a biblical character in the Old Testament. His name was Jehu. Okay. okay. He was a king of. Oh shoot! Was it Israel or Judah? Um, but he was a king. Okay. We'll just say that. And he's got this really cool story. Um, and it, he always sticks out to me because there was this band that I like, uh, called drive like Jehu. And it's actually a scriptural reference, even though the band, I don't believe are Christian at all. They only put out one album. It's anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Not relevant. <laughs> you can check them out. They're good, but don't, that doesn't have anything. Anyways, that that is just the the corollary in my head. Is that the right word? I don't know. Capillary. No. Uh, <laughs> the correlation in my head is is like, oh yeah, they're like that band, um, or he is like that band. That's that's the reference that they're actually making with their name, um, because he was like wild, basically. Like he was driving around, no one could catch him, and he was like destroying people in his chariot, which is pretty cool. So drive like Jehu. They they write chaotic music. So. Uh, enough about that. Jehu, this character, the scriptural character, um, he became king. Okay. And so the, the question here in the book, I'm just going to go ahead and read it because it's probably, they'll probably explain it a lot better than I can. Um, uh, there, but there's not going to be very much context. Okay. So, so in the book, um, they're just bringing up like, oh, well, did God like what Jehu did or did he punish him for what he did? Because, like, that's a contradiction, right? If God actually called him to do something and then punished him to do it, obviously something's wrong with God, you know? So so that's the, the contradiction. So th- just to give a little bit of context on who Jehu was, like I said, he, he was um, a crazy driver. No, um, chariot driver. Uh, but he, yeah, he killed a bunch of people, his enemies, okay? And then became king. So... 
Anyways, we can we can take a look into this. So the question is, did God commend or condemn Jehu for the killings at Jezreel? Okay, so it's a very specific time. Uh, 2 Kings 10.30 and 2 Chronicles 22.2 indicate that God approved, but Hosea 1.4 indicates that God did not approve. So the answer for this, or the, the reply from Dr. Lyle, um, so, so he starts off by saying what, what is wrong. He says that, first of all, this is a failure to distinguish different times and a failure to read the text in context. Jehu was authorized by God to execute the wicked house of Ahab in Jezreel, including the Baal worshipers. And then it lists the scripture where it talks about that, um, which is actually pretty intense. Like the reason I say that Jehu was kind of, I mean, pick your adjective. I just said intense, right? Um, let me see. This is out of second Kings 10. It says, uh, he took the king's sons and slaughtered them 70 persons and put their heads in baskets and sent them to him at Jezreel. So that's beautiful, huh? And then um, later on what he does in order to strike down the prophets of Baal, he assembles all the people and he said to them, this is verse 18, Jehu assembled all the people and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him much. Now therefore call to me all the prophets of Baal, all his worshipers and all his priests, let none be missing, for I have a great sacrifice to offer to Baal. Whoever's missing shall not live. But Jehu did with excuse me, but Jehu did it with cunning in order to destroy the worshippers of Baal. And Jehu ordered, Sanctify a solemn assembly for Baal. So they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent throughout all Israel and all the worshipper the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left who did not come. And they entered the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was filled from one end to the other. He said to him who was in charge of the wardrobe, Bring out the vestments for all the worshippers of Baal. So he brought out the vestments for them. Then Jehu went into the house of Baal with, oh, darn it, I don't know how to pronounce this, with Jehonadab. Well, that wasn't too bad. Jehonadab, <laughs> the son of Rechab. And he said to the worshippers of Baal, Search and see that there's no servant of the Lord here among you, but only the worshippers of Baal. So they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed 80 men outside and said, The man who allows any of those whom I give into your hands to escape shall forfeit his life. So as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, Jehu said to the guard and to the officers, Go in and strike them down. Let not a man escape. So when they put them to the sword, the guard and the officers cast them out and went into the inner room of the house of Baal, and they brought out the pillar that was in the house of Baal and burned it, and they demolished the pillar of Baal and demolished the house of Baal and made it a latrine to this day. So, the dude is pretty intense. He, uh, he goes hard in everything that he does. Um, straight up, just like, tricked everyone who are Baal worshippers, and killed them. Just killed them all. Cutting people's heads off, sending them to other people. This is a... Again, I can't think of a better adjective. He's just a very intense dude. Okay. So, back to um, the question is, well, did God... Was was God pleased with what he did, or was he displeased with what he did? Because um, the verse that, that they bring up is Hosea 1.4, which is, um, and the Lord said to him, call his name Jezreel for in a little while, I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. Okay. So on the surface, it's like, okay, well, wait, God's punishing him for Jezreel? Like for what he did at Jezreel? Didn't God tell him to do that? Like, wasn't that a good thing? Um, so this contradiction, again, I think there are a lot of stupid contradictions in here. This one actually seems like, okay, well, this this is not easy on its surface mm-hmm. to just see and, and parse out. But I really appreciate um, Dr. Lyle's response. So um, going on with what he said, Dr. Lyle says, Jehu is authorized by God to execute the wicked house of Ahab in Jezreel, including the Baal worshipers. This he did and was commended and blessed for his obedience. But... As the critic would have noticed if he had just read one more verse, Jehu then began committing the same sins as those he slaughtered, including idolatry. 
So verse 31 in 2 Kings 10 says, But Jehu was not careful to walk in the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He did not turn from the sins of Jeroboam, which he made Israel to sin. Hmm. So continuing on, um, Dr. Lyle, he says, By biblical law, when passing judgment on a criminal, the judge must himself be innocent of that crime. Otherwise, his judgment is considered unjust. He references Romans 2.1. He says, Thus, when Jehu committed the same sins as those he had deposed, his actions in previously deposing them can no longer be considered right because he was acting hypocritically. All the good that he might have accomplished in overthrowing the wicked persons that came before him was undone, and so their blood was spilled in vain. And for this reason, God punished him. Hmm. So that... um, that really stuck out to me when I read it because it was such a clear picture of right judgment and proper judgment and what that means. I know mm-hmm. we've talked about judging people and judging things before right. on the podcast, but this kind of like clicked in my brain when I read it is like, oh, well, that's that's what improper judgment is. Improper judgment is hypocritical judgment. Mm-hmm. It's not that we don't judge anyone ever, because obviously, and again, we've talked about this before, but like God does call us to judge rightly. He does call us to, you know, um, weigh what someone is saying and, and whether it is good and proper, whether it's not. He does call us as Christians to um, go before our brothers and sisters if they mm-hmm. have sinned against us. So you have to be able to judge. And to take the log out of our own eye before we take the speck out of someone else's. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what this is talking about. And it, um, the other thing that stuck out to me was how the the there is a element of time in this as well. That it wasn't that Jehu was... Uh, hypocritical when he killed the line of Ahab or the Baal worshippers, but that he became hypocritical because he later continued in what they were doing. So even even his previous um, good deeds, <laughs> if I can call, I'm, I'm, I do think I I can call them that. It's just weird calling them that mm-hmm. because it's straight up killing. Uh, but that's what God called him to do. Um. Even those good deeds were tarnished by his later doing the same thing. Right, right. And doing the same thing and becoming a hypocrite even after the fact. Um, So, yeah, it's just really interesting, this idea of judging rightly and judging um, what judging against the standard of the word of God, obviously. Um, And then looking to ourselves and seeing if we are in that same boat, you know, and if, if we're committing those same sins and yeah, it just, it, it helped me to see that picture clearly of what that looks like in this story of Jehu. So, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on judging people, judging things, or how we will be judged? Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that you just really, you really put God in a bad light when you, well, like Jehu did. He did what God commanded him to do and killed those people, or like when we go before a brother or sister who are in sin and call them to repentance. Um, but then you go off and you commit that same sin. Mm-hmm. Like he did what he did in the name of the Lord. And then he went off and like very publicly disobeyed God. Mm-hmm. So it, like like Lyle said, it was like that was in vain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What God told him to do. And it's the same with us. Like if we 
if we go to a brother or sister and call them to repentance, but then turn around and we ourselves are in unrepentant sin, mm-hmm. it just, it, it's a bad witness, yeah. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the, in the context too, of the Kings of Israel, like, um, it, it's it's interesting, especially the the points that he could bring up because it was something like, you know, the the king was over the previous king was overthrown because of the things that he was doing, and so Jehu was was brought up in God's providence in right. order to strike him down, like as judgment against him, like God's judgment against the previous king, mm-hmm. um, against Ahab, and and again, that's that's a good thing. You know, it's good for the Israelite people too to have a good king. Um, so it's like God was destroying the old king, bringing in the new king. And yeah, to see that new king follow in the footsteps of the previous one is tragic. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, like you said, like Dr. Lyle said, it was in vain because then at that point, um, the judgment continued you know and and obviously from hosea we see that god does that exact thing you Mm -hmm. know he 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 punishes jehu as well um not for carrying out what god did because that was good but for disobeying um, him yeah yeah and doing the exact same thing that that he was called to judge so yeah it's it's important to make righteous judgments. So, yep. I feel like I had more, but I don't remember what I was gonna and isn't say. Isn't that amazing that like we won't get that? What do you mean? We won't get that wrath from God because mm-hmm. Jesus took it upon Himself. Yeah. Like r- just reading. Well, I say. I was going to say recently, not super recently, but within the past year, I read through Hosea. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing to me because it just, it, you know, it like goes back and forth between this, like basically God's wrath and, (laughs) and, um, but also the promises to his people, like Mm -hmm. just goes back and forth. Um, and just seeing Jesus's role, yeah, in that, yeah, I I had never read it in that light before. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Hosea's not an easy book to read. No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, it gives a, it's convicting, and yeah, it's yeah it's just difficult mm-hmm. man to to hear about someone who's so uh you just really have to feel for what he had to go through it it puts our own difficulties in in contrast mm-hmm. for sure um but then it also yeah puts up a mirror against like who we are and who we don't want to admit that we actually are when we continually return to our sin yep uh yeah, there there was actually, um, it's funny you bring that up because there was another question in the book um, that was asking about Hosea. It was like basically saying that it was contradictory that God would, um, that God would punish or, or that God would, I don't remember if it was like say that a prostitute is unclean or like say that you had to, you know, if, if someone was a prostitute that they had to die. Um but then he would have Hosea marry this prostitute. Like, like how is that? Like, that's, that's contradictory. And um, Dr. Lyle just brought out, like, she wasn't a prostitute before they got married. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, it, it wasn't until afterwards that, like, God told him that she was going to. Mm-hmm. He told Hosea what was coming, but that she wasn't, um, she had not, she did not live that lifestyle until after they were married, which brings, I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole other light to the story of just like, Oh my gosh, like that, how demoralizing that would be mm. 
Um, but yeah, so Jose is just a difficult story. Well, and it's, it's amazing. Such a picture of Christ in the church. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and like, obviously if you're saying that that's a contradiction, like you're, you're not understanding the whole picture of mm-hmm. what Jose is actually talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, again, the way that these contradictions are, are worded it is not it is very accusatory it is not right. like actually asking right to genuinely understand mm-hmm. <laughs> they're much more like see your bible sucks and and dr lyle's like well, uh actually, no you suck no first just, of all <laughs> he wouldn't say that i'm sorry <laughs> i put words in his mouth um no he's he's, he's pretty awesome but yeah it it shows like the way that Dr. Lyle is so particular with all of his points in like parsing different scriptures, like even there are even times where, um, where there are apparent contradictions because of the words that are used mm-hmm. where he's just like, you really have to dig into like the original languages or, you know, take a look at this other translation. You can see that it was translated differently because the original word um, had a different connotation. So even the same words that are used in the Old Testament and New Testament may have slightly different meanings. Mm-hmm. And so if in one context, um, you know, that something is is uh, to be praised. So for for instance, even um, even the word covet, you know, there's, there's a time where it talks about, obviously, in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet mm-hmm. is right there. Um, but Tenth the idea, one. right, but the idea of earnestly desiring something is not wrong. So, so um, in the old English, you could say that you covet something good, you know, or or we hear it in the church world too. I covet your prayers, mm-hmm. you know. That's not like that. May be an improper use of the word. It's it's an old English way of using that word that just means to earnestly desire something. Mm-hmm. But the coveting used in the Ten Commandments is to earnestly desire something wrong, something yeah. bad, and I'm, and it it explains that in it's like Exodus. a jealous desire, right? Yeah. And it explains like it's things that you should not have: your neighbor's wife, Wife, yeah, you know, your neighbor's material something that is not yours exactly. that belongs to somebody else, <laughs> exactly, yeah, or something that you should not want mm-hmm. in general to yeah. covet sin. You know, which brings up a whole other topic that I don't even know if we want to necessarily talk about. But um, I was listening to the dividing line and he was talking about it because I'm catching up on all these old episodes. I know he just did one today. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, he was live. Well, I get notifications on the and I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. I've got a bunch to listen to. And um, yeah, just just about coveting sin. And so finding that line of temptation and desire for sin mm-hmm. and committing sin like where do those like trying to think through where all of those overlap you know because obviously temptation is not sin right jesus was tempted but a, having a desire to sin right. i would say that that is sinful it is sinful obviously because yeah. to covet is part of the ten right. commandments that that you should not covet so Obviously, I assume this was him talking there. about the Revoice conference. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and it was something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was just, it's interesting to think through. I still haven't, again, here I am, a millennial with no answers. Um, <laughs> I haven't necessarily landed the plane on where those where the fine line between those are because they seem to between overlap. temptation and desire yes yeah like what is that exactly like what makes it different temptation and desire where is that line between it well something uh-huh. might tempt you but you're not desired to do it okay hmm. like if you like for instance, if you used to struggle with pornography mm-hmm. and like you're, you know, you're just on the internet and just because the internet is because the internet the internet is the internet mm-hmm. something pops up that's like, "Hey, look at this." Like mm-hmm. it's tempting you, but you're over that addiction. Yeah. 
and you don't have the desire to look at it. So you just like exit out whatever was on there just to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was tempting you. Yeah. It was there to tempt you, but you weren't desiring it. That's a really good analogy. Dang, babe. <laughs> Dang. That's like, boom. You just landed the plane. <laughs> you just gave an answer. You are a millennial with answers. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. That's perfect. Because then you kind of overlap that with Jesus' temptation mm-hmm. of like, that means that when Satan showed him the bread, you know, or showed him the 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 cities of the world, Jesus didn't even desire it. Like right. his desire was for his mission mm-hmm. to carry out his father's mm-hmm. will here on earth. Dang, man, that is awesome. <laughs> uh, I would say something, but I don't want it to be recorded. <laughs> or I uh, think like even when, um, you know, you know how it says like, don't, you know, don't cause someone to stumble. Uh-huh. So like if you know someone has or has had an issue with say alcoholism in the mm-hmm. past, um, like you don't want to drink around them just i mean even if they have said to you like it's okay like you know i'm past that like you 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 can drink i'm not going to drink like you probably don't want to just out of courtesy for that person (laughs) and just to be a good brother and sister and not even like want to tempt that person you know what i mean like they may not desire it, um, but we also don't want to tempt. So for me, like tempting is is something that is there. Mm-hmm. Like in order for something to tempt you, it has to you have to it has to be there. Like you have to see it, sort of a thing, you know, mm-hmm. or at least hear about it, you know. Yeah. Um. But desiring it is is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Well, it's interesting that you say that in the context of alcohol and drinking in front of someone who may have had a problem in the past. Because then, if you're using the same category of temptation and desire, if they've told you that they no longer desire it, mm-hmm. and so it's fine, I wouldn't have a problem drinking around them. Because then even the temptation wouldn't bring about that desire, at least insofar as what they have said. Right, but I ju- I'm just saying you, t- if you're a good friend, you probably wouldn't want to take that chance. Does mm. that make sense? I mean, not if, not if they've told you that they're not going to desire it. I can think of a recent example that we were at a friend's house, another couple, where they they had offered us alcohol, but they don't drink. I would not have felt bad accepting it. One of them doesn't drink. Right. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Um, I didn't end up uh, having any alcohol Mm -hmm. that night because we were just up talking. Um, But if I would have thought about it, I probably would have. And I wouldn't have a problem with it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So in that context because they had made it clear that it, they don't desire it. Like they even have it in their house. <laughs> um, yeah, using those categories, it doesn't seem like there would be anything wrong with that. Yeah, I think I think it also depends on whether the person like really had a true addiction or mm-hmm. maybe just struggled at, for a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, there's a difference. Yeah. Because this this person mainly just like struggled for a time. I don't think it was like um like an addiction for you know years and years and years that they had a hard time getting over. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. There's there's just different. I think there's there's different levels of that. Anyways, I I would say though it definitely depends on your relationship with the person. Yeah, because some people are just you know kind of. Uh, just to go with the flow, they'll be okay with people drinking around them and, and tell you that to their face. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely depends on, yeah, yeah how well you know. But the anyways, we we have veered off. <laughs> yeah. onto, onto no, There's... but I think it's good though. Like, 
Uh, we have established that there's a difference between temptation, temptation and, and desire. desire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and how and how you get there. Um yeah, how did we how did we get to that? <laughs> temptation and desire? Yeah. Um I don't even remember. I don't remember. <laughs> we'll just we'll just <laughs> rewind the tape and see. No, um yeah, but I know it was another question for the book. Anyways, um yeah, so I do I like the book a lot. It gives me a lot to think about. It's funny though, because like out of the, again, there's like, I think there's like 425 in total questions in this thing. And most of them are just like little paragraphs. Um, it's filled with scripture references. And as I've been reading it, he suggests that you look up the scripture references. I mostly have not um, because I have like a vague understanding of what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. And because, and so if you read a chunk of like 10 of them, eight of them are going to be just like, oh yeah, well, those are just really dumb. Like you're, <laughs> you're grasping at straws to just make it look like the Bible mm-hmm. has all these contradictions, but you're obviously not actually trying to find out mm-hmm. what the Bible says. Um, so most of them are like that. And then every once in a while you get one that's like, oh, that's actually pretty difficult. And then Dr. Lyle is just able to answer it in, yeah, a paragraph or two. And it's like, dang, this dude is smart. <laughs> um, so it's it's been cool. Uh, like I said, the cumulative effect has definitely been that, man, the Bible is so um, intricately detailed. Um, and God knew what he was doing. And context matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh man, there's just... You know, I've you know I've said this before, but I've you know grown up in church. I've been I've gone to church my whole life, um, and so I've I've heard a lot of these Bible stories dozens of times before. Um, but even just looking at them in in a different light, or realizing where my assumptions about these stories are, and even just our assumptions as current Americans in um the way that we read things and so we assume that it's contradictory if something says uh if something contradicts what we uh, contradicts what we assume about the text mm-hmm. rather than what the text actually says um so it's it's challenging in that regard of just like oh yeah i should stop like mm-hmm. Stop reading stuff into the texts. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> and know. there are some some things that are just that seem paradoxical, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you just sort of have to be like, well, this is God's word, and this is what it's clearly saying, so yeah. this has to be true. But I don't understand it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And where does this, yeah, uh-huh. Problem, <laughs> the problem of evil, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but this is specifically talking about, yeah, specific verses in the Bible mm-hmm. that have apparent contradictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. I've learned, I've learned a lot. And it's just, it's just like confidence boosting, man. Like you just read it and you're just like, man, this is so good. What I believe is awesome. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, because like, I mean, I would say there's there's kind of this intellectual smugness that um, opponents of the Bible carry with themselves. You know, that is just like, oh, you you believe in the Bible, like, don't you know that the Bible is just written by men? And it's got all these problems with it. I mean, come on. We have science now. Why do you need the Bible? You know? We've had science since the beginning of time. Yeah. Right. I I was, yeah. I was making bad arguments. I know. Uh, I just, yeah. Roll my eyes. And I I feel like, yeah. Well, yeah. It is is a feeling. That, that, That kind of smugness just pervades a lot of... A lot of discussions that mm-hmm. I see, and uh, well, if you know me, I don't like being um, confrontational mm. in I general. I do know that about you. 
uh so it so it's sometimes it's difficult because it's just like uh, i get frustrated because i'm like no you don't see like no it is true and then to have something like this where it's just like yeah of course it's true look at like having all these apparent contradictions lobbed at him and he's just like no read it let's check it out let's see what this actually means let's do this and it's just like yeah that we can have confidence that scripture is the word of god (laughs) And then it hasn't been, you know, that that we haven't messed it up, basically. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, and that goes to a whole other subject if you want to talk about the transmission of the text. Uh, but no, we probably shouldn't go there because I'm not smart enough. <laughs> Maybe I'll study Textual it someday. Textual criticism. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely has brought up a few things where I'm just like, man, like, I want to learn Greek, <laughs> you know, like I want to well, spend the time process. to look into the, yeah, into the actual, like the original text and what it meant and, you know, what it meant to its, to the people that were uh, reading it mm-hmm. originally. And um, so it's, it's brought up a few things like that where I'm just like, oh, I should throw that on my list of stuff that I need to study eventually. <laughs> uh, and then I just turn on Seinfeld and play video games. <laughs> This is what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we've we've stretched this out. We've made it last almost an hour. Oh, wow. Without a main topic. Nice. Turned into a main topic, I guess. We made it. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what our main topic was. I don't know what our title is going to be. But. We'll think of something. We'll think of, you'll think of something. You always come up with the titles. Between now and 6 a.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, last, man, last week was going to be bad. I was going to crash and burn before I finally decided on a title. Oh, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like five minutes before I went to bed. I always stay up late when we record so that I can edit the podcast and get it right there. Um, so it's difficult sometimes at midnight after a day of work and you, you just can't think of any, anything, uh, anything punny or yeah. witty. Or... Right. Right. And it's just like. All your wits just dead mm-hmm. by that time. Yep. I'm at my wits end. <laughs> Maybe that's the title. Wits uh, end. At my wits end. I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, you already know. You're listening to this. It's out there. <laughs> so come back in time with us to a, to a time long before now time when we didn't know traveling. what the title was going to be. The title before time. Yeah. So um, do you have That's any- That's the title. Uh, the title before time. The title before time. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I like it. Um, if you can think of a better title, feel free to hit us up and let us know. <laughs> We're on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore or talk to me. just ask us some questions. You can ask us questions Maybe as well. Maybe some, you know, topic suggestions because yeah. you can probably tell we're obviously we're struggling over here. We're scraping the bottom here. of the barrel here. <laughs> we don't have anything to talk about. I mean, we're married and we're just like, we have to be in the same room again. <laughs> That's why I'm going off for a week. And uh, actually, speaking of Ouch. which, I don't know how we're going to do the podcast during that week, but we'll figure oh, yeah. something out, right? Well, maybe we, always do. we can just record two episodes next week or something, yeah. just schedule one to drop later. Anyway, like it's hot. Something like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. We'll see. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Uh, also, our email address is uh, so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. Yes, it is. Do you have any recommendations for the listeners this Ooh. week? Anything you've been checking out? Boy Meets World. I mean, if you used to watch it and you're nostalgic for it, then sure, go watch it. Um, Otherwise, it's garbage. Just kidding. I wouldn't say it's garbage. I'm definitely watching it because I it's nostalgic. Know. So I see it through nostalgia goggles. Mm-hmm. If someone true. who had never watched it before watched it, they, yeah, they'd probably think it was garbage. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, do I have a reco? You know, I don't even know. 
No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I said, it's been it's been really nice having Besides all this free time and doing stuff. Right. This book, um, I started up another book that has been pretty cool. It's about the Golden State Killer. I say cool. That that was not the right word to use. <laughs> interesting. Um, yes, it has been interesting. Um, if if you if you had not heard, this guy just committed a string of murders in California. Long well, time not, ago. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. Just, just no. <laughs> just as in, is in, uh, he, I don't know why I said just. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he committed these murders a, a while back and he was just. It was in the seventies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, he was recently caught because of the detective work of the woman who wrote this book. Uh, and she's an amateur. It's not something that she did for a living. It's just. She was just fascinated by murders, um, and uh, but also the the like other element crime, is so that she talk. she she passed away young, and it was actually before the book was written. And you may or may not know her husband, Patton Oswald. Um, he's a comedian and an actor, and that so that's how I knew, the, like that was the connection I had with it. And then when people were talking about how it was this popular book and what she was doing. I was like, Oh, I, I heard when she passed away because Patton was really um, outspoken about how much he loved her and was really like heartbroken when she died. And um, like he was, he was very articulate, like even for someone, and I don't mean to be biased, but even for someone who's not a Christian. Um, yeah. He was very articulate about his love for his wife after she passed away. Because this is stereotypical of me, okay? So this is me being bad. Sorry, guys. Um, I just... I I don't think that Hollywood marriages are the strongest. I'll put it that way. Um, so How'd you guess that? <laughs> so um, that, that's all I'll say about that. So when, when he came out and talked about his love for his wife, um, I was just, yeah... It's sad. It's sad, especially for someone who doesn't have the same hope that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, she wrote this book. It's called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. And uh, I'm enjoying it. Can I say that? Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word to Why use. Why can't you say I that? I enjoy learning about how this guy brutally murdered people. Um. But no, it's it's written in such a way that... It's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just about the killer, it's also about her mm-hmm. and how she is researching him and how, yeah, how she gets obsessive as well. So there's a lot of different elements. It could easily be a movie, but it's... Sure, I was going to say it's will fun. Be. Still can't think of the right words because fun is not the right word interesting okay interesting that's a nice bland word to use (laughs) interesting intriguing intriguing uh i'm i'm at my wit's end (laughs) can't think of can't think of another better adjective all right well um i guess that'll do it our nice little hodgepodge of things we we decided to talk about. Yep. Thanks for thanks for coming along to our kitchen table and plugging us in your ear holes. It's getting thanks, a little. You guys. It's getting a little sweaty in here. I'm gonna take off. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some of you don't even listen with headphones. Maybe, maybe you're just listening on a iPad. Open air, baby. I rarely that's ever listen to a podcast on earphones. Oh, dang. You don't like me in your ears? That was weird. Okay. Uh, We're taking off. What? (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't. Hmm? What? Bye. Bye. Bye.